Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to If We Can Just Say. I am your host, Stephen Ogle, and with me as always, the mic moving while we're live wife and co-host, <laughs> Jessica Carter Ogle. Hi, everybody. How are you doing out there? <laughs> she always waits until it's like I'm doing the five-second lead-in quiet, and then she starts moving the mic or moving her I just realized it she was just, weird. Yeah, she just waits until it's like we're live. and I do what I want. I can't help it. Yeah, and you, you guys won't hear that because it'll be under the music, but I heard so it. So good thing you mentioned it. I absolutely have to mention it because she moves her mic around a lot. That's what she does. That's so, what I do, everybody. My yeah. main My main role. So, uh, so welcome once again to the podcast. Uh, hope everybody is doing all right out there, wherever you might be listening on uh, whatever... Uh, device that you get your application for listening to the podcast and uh, hopefully if you found us from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, WordPress, welcome. Welcome yeah. new listeners. Hopefully. Yes. Yes. Hello everybody. So uh, we have a topic to address right off the bat that's a continuation from last week. We do. And that is that at the end of our podcast, oh geez, we have a thing where I say, I believe that's all we can say this week. And then she says, bye y'all. And man, I tell you what, she cut me off last week. So last week, he got all fumbled as he does sometimes. And then <laughs> instead of, he said some kind of closing remark, but he didn't say, and that's all we can say. But he looked at me and shook his head forward after he said that. So I was like, I guess I'm supposed to say bye y'all now. And I did. And then he ended it, and he was livid. I was like, I get one thing to say at the end, and you ran right over oh me. Oh, my gosh. She was so fast on the bye, y'all. I'm right. like, wow, you are nuts. He was so mad. We like He had to re-edit the ending, so Un you guys didn't hear any of the nonsense. Unbelievable, this woman cutting right it's into so my time. It's so funny, like... Being in relationships or spending so much time with somebody and how different you are in like what would bother you, what would make you mad, what you care about. Steven and I are the complete opposite in all of it. Like I'm like, who gives a rat's tush about that? And he's like livid over there with like a red forehead crinkling at me. And I'm like, wow, just redo it, bro. That's why you got all this gadget. Wow, calling me bro. Ricky's dying right now. You just called me bro. Ricky's dying. Like, don't swerve your car, bro. I know you're listening to it oh in the road. Oh, my gosh. You're on the road driving. Don't don't swerve. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I stole his thunder. Yeah. He has yet to get it back. Still in my thunder. Also, yeah. uh, uh, sh shout out to a few folks uh, that are passing the podcast on. I appreciate that. Got some uh, some text messages week from new yeah, listeners cool. and and being like hey so and so told me to listen to your podcast so yeah, that was cool we've got probably a few people in the last um couple weeks telling us that so yeah. thank you very much we yeah, appreciate cool. it yeah. yeah appreciate everybody sharing for sure um we we have a good time doing this we don't have like any um i don't know we don't have like any like huge goals and exp uh, expectations of like it's got to be this it's just like we're having fun man yeah. like having a good conversation the two of us love talking. I think that's one of the things that was probably one my favorite more thing than this the week. Other. My my, as she just ran over me. My favorite thing about last night, actually, for Sunday night to jump to the end of the weekend real quick, is that we we just listened to vinyl and drank wine and talked last night, and that's like one of my favorite things to do with her is talk. So this podcast, for all you new listeners that don't know, you can go back and listen to our entire story over the course of the the other episodes before this one. But um, 
I don't know. We do it because we love talking to each other. And that's just where our relationship really, really began was from having deep conversations pretty early. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. From like the first date. I will say the last week or so, the last couple of weeks, I've been feeling just sort of, I don't know if it's winter time or cold or just very like restless, very um, just not feeling very settled. My mind is just all over the place. And it's kind of been um, a bit weighing on me the last couple of weeks. And I will say this past weekend, my friend asked me, uh, Stephanie asked me, you know, how I was doing. And I was like, you know, this past weekend was so needed. Like we we did a lot. But we also relaxed. We had great conversations. We did different things. We were productive. But I genuinely felt like we actually relaxed this weekend. Yeah. We didn't go anywhere really or see anybody else. It was just us kind of doing our thing. And I just feel like it's been a while since we've had that, probably since before the holidays. And for me, that is um, – uh, what's the word? Um, refreshing. Yeah. Recharging. Like recharging. That recharges me. Just me and you like in our space doing our thing. Yeah. So like, and I also wasn't really feeling good. So I hurt my lower back at some point. I don't know. I'm 40 now. So I bent over to pick up a penny. Like who knows? <laughs> but I was do- in a really good running routine. And then I kind of hurt my lower back and like my shoulder and neck. And I don't know if my form was off or I was pushing it too much or just life. So I, it was like a chicken and egg thing. I was getting body aches and kind of like the chills. And I'm like, am I sick? Is this from my back ache? Like what? I don't know what it is. So Friday, I just, I even signed off of work a little bit early because I was like, ah, and we just stayed home and watched Lost. Yeah. We binged Lost again. And yeah. like, it was just. It's just nice. I was telling him it's just so such a funny the the juxtaposition of being 30 and being 40 for me like 30 was like Friday night. We're going out no matter what. That's what you do. We're getting dressed. We're going out. We're having drinks. We're having fun. We're doing all this and 40 is like working from home on Fridays. I transition at 430 from looking at my laptop to sitting on the couch waiting for Steven to get off at five so we can like start watching a movie <laughs> or show or something. And yeah. It's just funny the different phases in your life, but for me that weekend was very recharging. I don't know about yeah. you, but um, for me, like I don't, I don't think we've had a weekend like that since at least we could have a fire and be outside on the yeah, patio. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a while since before the holidays. I, yeah, it's been like October, or maybe even beginning of November since we had a weekend where we could just chill out and yeah. kind of because we did a little bit of everything. We hit the ice fest in Plymouth, which was really cool. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff this year. I. I, I enjoyed the ice fest. I, I always forget how much I enjoy the ice yeah. fest until like after it's over. I'm like, oh man, it's really cool. Like the, the these talent, the, yeah, the fact they can do it. And we went, so it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we went Sunday morning at 10 a.m., yeah. which was nice because it opens at 10. The vendors are just starting to like open and stuff like that, but it's not crowded. Like we got a great street parking sign. We were able yeah. to actually see the ice sculptures walk all the way around for probably just over an hour and then on our walk back to the car it was already congested yeah i mean it was getting beat the church crowd as steven said yeah you gotta beat the beat the baptist no offense to any baptists out there but that's the whole uh when i was in church as a kid it was like oh we gotta beat the baptist to the restaurant yeah so um but yeah that, it was that sort of thing it's like all right we'll go on sunday when sunday morning when there's it, it's supposed to be the warmest day of the weekend which i think it was because it still got up to like 40 yeah. by by like midday or whatever 
Um, and it was nice to be there. I wasn't freezing. Like I was yeah. walking around without gloves at some points and like some of the ice sculptures were dripping a little bit, but I mean, I've been to ice fests where it turned into 54 degrees and it was just slushy, wet, melted mess. So yeah. And we didn't even go into any stores or anything. We just walked around looking at the different ice mm-hmm. sculptures that are all over the place. And, and, uh, we got some really good donuts too. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was fun. I, I enjoy the Ice Fest. Um, I, I, I like doing that kind of stuff. Um, that's one of the reasons why I like living in Plymouth. They do these small little things that are like community building events, yeah. which are cool just to get more business right there in the downtown for all those small places. So yeah, we've got cool. the Ice Fest. We've got the Fall Fest. We've got our art show. Yep. So like those are the three big like summer, fall, and winter. I don't think there's really a spring thing, but... Yeah, and then there's music in the park. Yeah. It's also on Fridays in the summer. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. So we we did that, and then we hit um, we went to our I don't know tenth or eleventh furniture store. Well, <laughs> let so let's start with Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah, I jumped to Sunday. Yeah. So no, Saturday, we Saturday we did something that I have wanted to do for quite a long time because it's been driving me insane. Is figure out a better um, organizational fit for our living room. Uh, that's the best way I can say it, I guess. I believe I said on the podcast last time we recorded how I said, oh, about a week from today, we will be in a nice big argument <laughs> because we'll be rearranging our living room. Yeah. Um, which actually didn't happen. No. Thankfully. No. We were both very open-minded to each other's suggestions and trying out each other's suggestions. Yeah. Um, I think we eliminated half of the furniture in our living room, like the tables and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we it's open now because we have a lot of space in there, which is really cool. Um, and, uh, you know, move stuff around and tried, you know, other configurations and, uh, and settled on one that's kind of new on one side and on the other side, we're making a like we're gonna mount the tv and get a better entertainment stand so that stuff will still be in the same area but it's gonna look different you know so so our living room by i don't know the stuff we ordered on sunday um yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be they're back ordered on all this kind of stuff and that totally makes sense um you know but uh, it'll be springtime, and we'll have ourselves a brand new living room pretty much by then, which will be pretty cool. Like, I will say I am in a – I think part of the restlessness as well is me, is wanting, like, a change in the house. Like, I'm ready to, like, do something, to change something. And I don't mean it has to be huge, but even small things. So rearranging the living room, like, we had a sectional couch, and we have one wall in our living room, one solid wall. Yep. The other ones have openings and the other and the other one is a window. So you are really limited on where you can put stuff. And he really wanted to put the TV on the one solid wall. And I do think glare wise and everything, it's probably the best spot for it. But it's impossible because you're putting the smallest piece of furniture on the biggest wall. Yeah. So you have nowhere for your couch and stuff. So that was his big thing. But once we separated the sectional and treated it kind of like a couch and a love seat and put it in different spots, he was like, I feel like I can breathe in here. Yeah. 
the living room feels huge to me. Like I was sitting on the couch today and half of the couch is in the same spot it was. And I was looking at the TV and I felt so far away from the TV because there was no like rug and coffee table between me and the TV. It's just funny how things change. So we got rid of end tables. We use our... We have crates that hold all of our records. They're like, they look like two stacked crates, but they're built that way. And we used, we're using them as end tables, which looks really cool. And so we got rid of a bunch of furniture. So now I'm like, great. You know, when you do something and you move it around and then you're like, okay, well, none of our stuff works anymore. So now he's been wanting new furniture as have I, we've been wanting something pet friendly. Um, We've gone to a bunch of stores and we went out yesterday and I was like, look, I'm not purchasing unless I really want it. Like we need to really... So what happens yesterday, we go to one store, we're like, this is okay, maybe. And then we go to another store and we find the perfect couch because we want the same seating, but we don't want that overstuffed furniture anymore. We want it slimmed down. And we found it, of course. And we're sitting there and I'm like, this is the last thing I wanted to do was actually (laughs) pull the trigger and spend all this money on this. But yeah. My anxiety is not as bad as I thought it would be with that purchase, though. Yeah. And, I mean, we had to find something that would work for Soph. Soph's got nails. And, like, certain fabrics don't work with that. So we had to find something that would work with that. Ideally, I would prefer a more of a fabric. I would like that. But I needed this more pet-friendly material because we do have Soph. And we're always going to have Soph. And, you know. And she's always going to be on the couch. Like, there's no telling her after two years that she can't be on the couch. Good luck with that. Exactly. So, you think we get a side eye now when we tell her no on something? So now I'm Ooh. like, oh, I need to change the art and get this new art and get a new throw pillow and get a new blanket and get a new TV thing. And he's getting a TV mount. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, these we've done a lot of updates to our house. Um, you know, it, it, those of you that have been listening the whole time, you've heard us talk about things we've updated in the house. Uh, new listeners, go back and listen to all the stuff we've already done. But the room we've never touched has been the living room the yeah. whole time. So um, this was this was a much, in my opinion, a much needed thing because uh, I, I I just I don't know I couldn't stay in the configuration yeah. anymore. It was driving me insane. I hated like, and that's the room that we spend the majority of the yeah. time in when we're awake because that well like that's just what it is. That's the central room. That's the room Sophia spends most of her time in. She goes to that room and if, even if we're upstairs or downstairs, a lot of the time she goes back to the living room. That's where she goes. Yeah. It ends up being the focal point of the house as our living room. So it makes sense to make it comfortable for yeah. us. Because if it's going to be comfortable for us, then it'll be more comfortable when guests come over. And we like to go and do things, but we also like to enjoy our house. This yep. is like our home. This is our recharge area. And so, you know, we want to make yeah. it ours so i'm looking forward to getting the new furniture like he said it probably will be towards the end of april um yeah we're gonna hope to try to sell our furniture that we have because it's not that it's in bad condition it's just not gonna withstand a dog forever no and it's still in really good condition as a yeah. matter of fact but it's just one of those things that like now with the way we've moved things around yeah. it doesn't fit for our scenario you can't split up a sectional it looks weird yeah it looks like unfinished furniture yeah and it's gonna look that way for a couple months until yeah. the new stuff comes in because the configuration we have now we have so much space in the room it's yep. so cool but but yes, we anyway, did that. Yeah, that was our fun, like homeowners. Yeah, and then and then after that, like yesterday, you know, after we got home, we listened to vinyl and drank wine and talked and listened just, to vinyl, drank wine and talked about our honeymoon trip options and yeah, changed that whole thing up and are going to do co- something completely different. We'll yeah. talk about it later, but yeah, so yeah, it's pretty cool. 
Um, so this podcast is going to come out um, on the 10th anniversary of my dad passing away. Um, didn't want to start the podcast with that because everybody listening is probably like, oh, what a downer. It is a downer, obviously. It's my dad. Uh, my dad was one of the coolest people ever. He was the strongest man I ever knew. But um, I can't do this podcast without talking to my dad a, a little bit, talking about him. Like I was looking at some photos today and just like, I've got, there's some photos that are really cool where like it's me and my dad and like I'm laughing at something he's saying and he's got a completely straight face because he knows like his sense of humor was always get them to laugh and I'll laugh about it later sort of thing, you know. The straight uh, man. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. He, he, deadpan yeah. face was, was, he was always great at that. Um, but yeah, just, you know, music and like the music and stuff that I listen to, it's like, it's, it, it's, it's come from influences from him and stuff like that. And it's spun off from that. And he always inspired me to have like creativity and what I'm listening to or doing, just be creative. Like, you know, use your own voice when you write songs, like don't try to, you know, maybe, maybe take something, but like make it your own, that yeah. sort of thing, you know? And he, he was like that with everything, with all the stuff that he, um, created and put together. He always would learn from somebody, but then put his own spin on it, you know? Um, you can tell from hearing your mom and you just how impactful he was on your on your lives and how much you guys really loved him and keep his memory alive and talk about him all the time and you know he's you were lucky to have a good dad and it shaped you into a lot of who you are today and yeah you know i think that's really cool to to remember that even though you can't talk to him about it but to keep him present yeah um and 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 those of you that know me know i have a lot of tattoos i'm i'm getting uh my next tattoo um is going to be arrows um like that you shoot from a bow like bow and arrow sort of things and um i'm i'm gonna have my dad my dad's gonna be a part of that it's mm -hmm. gonna it's going into the fabric of the creation and and there's gonna be rep representation of my dad there which is uh really cool and my mom as well which my mom's pa not passed away she's alive um so sure is. She's so a firecracker yeah um but i i couldn't just do my dad and not do my mom as well so um, so I'm, I'm doing that. Um, what I think is cool about that is, you know, for all of you that know, he's, you know, a comic book guy. So one arm is Marvel and one arm is DC and you've got Hawkeye and Marvel who shoots arrows. You've got green arrow and DC who shoots arrows, but then you've also got the Ogle family who yeah. spent years doing archery and shooting arrows. So it sort of fits yeah. everything. Like arrows are super symbolic of like everything about you. Yeah. And, and so, um, Green Arrow was created, um, and a lot of, a lot of the artists have drawn him like Errol Flynn's Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. That was my dad's favorite Robin Hood was Errol Flynn because he actually shot a bow on set. He actually did his own stunts. Oh, okay. Um, and it's cool that Green Arrow a lot of times is drawn to look like Errol Flynn and that's the side that's going to have my mom and dad on it is that side that has, oh, okay. that has, that has green arrow on it. The Hawkeye side, I'm going to do something with probably you and me. It's, it, it's all very, mm -hmm. it's all very small in the tattoo, yeah. but it's, it's, 
Uh, as long as I'm says, represented. It says a lot. Um, and also I had, uh, I had a, a, a dog when I was in high school, Savannah, my uh, German Shepherd. Um, she was absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I was one of those people in high school that um, I was in several friend circles, obviously, several different circles in high school. I was in the band, but I also had a group of friends that were not in the band, um, you know, and then I rode a bus. So there's a whole sect of friends there in the bus. And I, I just know that um, at 42 years age, when I look back at high school and I look at how hard I tried to be accepted and how a lot of times I wasn't and how that went into went into my 20s when I moved to Michigan and finally got thick skin and started to realize it doesn't matter about that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, so for me, uh, I talked to Savannah a lot in high school. She was my pup. I talked yeah. to her all the time. I, you know, like I'd come home and just tell her all about my day and all my frustration and stuff. Um, so she'll be represented. And then yeah. uh, Sophia is going to be represented as well, which is going to be really cool. Um, because man, uh, we we rescued her, but I think she rescued us at the same yeah, time. I mean, she's fantastic. That might sound cliche or sound you know whatever, but it's honestly true. There is nothing like so. The way our living room is set up now, Soph's not quite laying <laughs> on the chaise area in front of the couch. So like when they wave goodbye to me in the morning, I couldn't even see her. Was she even there this morning? She was, and she was wagging her tail to say goodbye. I couldn't even see her. And I couldn't see her when I came home to see her jump down for me. Where was she standing this morning? To your right? Uh, we were standing just to the to the right of the couch, right by the window. But was she Both on your us. right? Yeah. No, she was right to the left of me. Okay. I couldn't see her. I'm going to have to look tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I was driving away and I was like, I can't even see her. I don't even know where she is. <laughs> and now I got to go to work. And I'm very stressful right now. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That tat Those tattoos aren't coming up for like a month. Um but uh, we're my my tattooer and I are in the creative process for it, which is going to be really cool. He's he's excited about it because I've told him what I'd like to do, and he's like, "Oh man, that's that's cool. We can do this, this, and this, and stuff." So he's a very creative guy. Um, I think it's so cool to weave that. a lot of that into it for you. You know, like to keep in the theme of because you're pretty neurotic, so you've got to keep in the theme of DC and Marvel no matter what you do. Yep. But to be able to fit all of that symbolism in it as well. And for it to be on the mark. Oh, no pun intended. Bullseye, baby. <laughs> but like to be like on point with something that's actually a big part of your childhood. Like yeah. he was talking about pictures, you know, with his dad and talking about his dad. Like we've got a picture of this scrawny little skinny armed boy black and white photo standing with his dad like in the woods going to shoot like an arrow so like that i'm fully drawn yeah drawn back like i am shooting in the photo like and yeah. my dad's giving me you know he's you know not talking because i've got the got it drawn back but you can tell he's ready to let me know what i did right or did wrong as yeah. soon as i release that arrow like he's he's fully focused on me and and that was my dad like my childhood was not a childhood of of um I, I was lucky enough that I was I was not neglected as a child from either one of my parents but my dad took me on things he yeah. had to go do some crown molding at a house he took me uh, he had to go put in new baseboards at a house he went to go paint doors at a hotel whatever it was that he was going to do on a Saturday morning 
99 times out of 100, he was waking me up early and taking me to Hardy's to get some breakfast, and we go do the job for a couple hours, and we're home by 11 or noon or whatever. But that was my dad, because my dad wanted to instill in me that you pull yourself up every morning, and you get out and you, you provide for your family. You get out and you do stuff, and you work, and you keep yourself busy, and you you learn respect for your own person that way. I think it's also just about time. Yeah. I think so often nowadays, especially our generation raising these entitled kids, it's a lot of the bigger, the best, a million toys for Christmas, all of these trips, all this stuff, when it's really just the time. Yeah. Your father was so impactful on you because he spent time with you. Yeah. Whether it was doing a job together or doing archery or playing music just being together like my dad when I was like a little girl he'd be running up the hardware store and I'd be like two or three pounding at the door screaming and crying because he was leaving me and he would take me to the hardware store when I was a baby when I was still in a car seat he'd leave me on the counter with the hardware store guy that he knew when he went around the store and like I just it's the time and I think that's part of why you and I why our time together is so important to us because we grew up with parents who spent time with us. Yeah. It didn't mean lavish gifts and trips and things. It was time. And yeah. I think we're, we, we've gotten so far away from that as a society that that precious time is, is lost somewhere. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, I think with our society now, it's it's scheduled. It's like, okay, we got to get to the next thing. Yep. We got to get to this game on Friday. We got to yep. get to get to this movie on Sunday. We got to get to this dinner on Thursday so night. It's always the next, the next, the yeah. next instead of being present. Yeah. And, and, I, and mean, I think we both had childhoods where our parents were present. Yeah. Um, I, have a, I have a picture somewhere because uh, my mom always uh, – when. Well, always when she got a cell phone um, that could take photos, she started taking photos at Christmas time and stuff like that. And uh, I've I've got a photo of me somewhere. I'm opening up the package and it's guitar strings, and my dad's in the background of the photo, and you can see that he's like smiling at me. Yeah. Because I'm excited that I got guitar strings. You know, yeah. like it's my parents. Um, my parents did did well by me. Yeah. Um, that is. That's just all there is to it. They yeah. did well by me. And they also, um, you know, I grew up in, in I grew up in Tennessee um, around my mom's family. I did not grow up around my dad's family. I didn't see a lot of them until I got into my uh, later teens and stuff. Um, but growing up around my mom's family, um, they were very similar to my parents. They were very present. Um, like we didn't just live in the same city and see each other every once in a while. Like we lived in the same city and like once a month we were seeing each other, you know, sometimes twice, sometimes more than that. Cause I had cousins that were, you know, just under my age that I'd go to their house and spend the night or they'd come over. Like we spent a lot of time as family. Like, um, my mom's parents were, um, were right around the corner from us, Mm -hmm. you know, and, I, we were I like that too. You know, when I was a baby and could barely walk, I was telling my mom, "Bye, I'm going to Risa's." And before you could hear the screen door close, I was uh, up the hill because my aunt lived in the landlord's basement, mm-hmm. and I was knocking on her door before you could even hear the screen door slam shut. Yeah, at, at my mom's place. 
Um, and I spent a lot of time with my aunt, you know, so we I, have that in common. Yeah. I mean, like I had, I had good adults, um, that took care of me Yeah, and, um, and all that to get back to my dad. I had a guy that literally, he was the most solid dude I've ever known. So, rock solid. I can remember being a kid trying to push him over. Being like, you know, three yeah. foot tall, trying to push as hard as I can, putting everything I, in, I, I can into it. And my dad going, yeah, someday, kid. You it's know? like physically and mentally, I yeah. feel like. And that's how I that's how I feel about my dad as well. And I think we have very similar dads that were like your blue collar, salt to the earth, callous hands, worked their butt off for everything that they had. Yep. And were just like those salt of the earth guys. And like yep. I am so proud to have that be a description for my dad. Like yep. I I'm glad to have been raised the way I was with by the people I was raised by. Yeah. So, so so anyhow, so wanted to talk about my dad because it's been it's been ten years and in some ways it feels like it was yesterday and in some ways it feels like it's been fifty years. Yeah. I feel like I haven't talked to him in so long, you know. Um to get back to the music, I, I listen to new artists or hear a, even hear an old song that him and I talked about a lot. And I'm just like, man, I wish I could pick up the phone right now and just call him and talk to him about that guitar part, you know, yeah. or talk about how cool the this what is this percussion instrument they got going on. My dad was fascinated with percussion instruments, you know, and, and stuff. So um, I'll always miss him. I miss him even more the older I get with us having a house. I wish there were so many things that that I would call him and go, okay, what do I do with this? This is. Oh my gosh. We would like, have had your dad come down for like a couple weeks to like yeah. help us do stuff and teach us how to do stuff. And yeah, you know, that'd have been like, uh, you, you drive up here. Uh, you don't pay for nothing. And, um, show yeah. me how to fix things and yeah. do things in this house and fix stuff that's Paint just and moldings and just, just all of that like stuff you yeah, know just odds and ends just you know how, yeah. how, show me what to do you know when and your dad's really good at that kind of oh, stuff for too sure, yeah i do like the fact that your dad was willing to do that like he helped oh, us yeah he helped us hang the tv uh i mean that's your first thought no matter what oh i should call your dad <laughs> yeah because your dad's owned a house for a long time mm -hmm. and knows what to do yep. because i mean in, in all honesty if my dad was alive i'd call him yeah it, even though he's three states away i'd call him and go all right dad i got this problem what do it's i what nice do i what would you do you to know have pe people like that to bounce your ideas off to you know ask your questions to get like support and you know have them teach you things you're never too old to learn and as yep. a homeowner we want to be able to do as much stuff as we can you know yeah. Yeah, so. and, 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 you know, I, I I like the fact that there's tradespeople out there. We have a couple of tradespeople that we pay to come do stuff that's obviously stuff we shouldn't do, like electrical yeah. work and stuff like that. We have we have guys for that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, odds and ends stuff, call your dad, and hopefully he knows how to do it. And if he doesn't, he'll, he he'll, he'll walk, he'll, he'll, you know, uh, troubleshoot along beside me, which is really cool. Or he'll um, have a guy. Yeah, or he'll have a guy. My dad's famous for having a guy for yeah. everything. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about my dad because my dad, you know, will always mean a lot to me because I would not be who I am without him. Yeah. I just wouldn't be. Um, he just taught me. I mean, he taught me how to 
how to like be a husband just by being a good dad and being a good husband to my mom and seeing that like learning by example i i watched their i watched them you know i watched how he treated her i i mean he they had their things and that they didn't get along and didn't see eye to eye on that happens in every relationship but you know in the end my dad was always there for my mom yeah everything for my mom anything to do for my mom he'd do it you know and um yeah so well i wish i could have met him i I will always wish that yeah although i did have the dream that i met him you did have that dream have you talked about that on the podcast i don't know i had a dream i might have so I'll just be brief, but I did have a dream once that I was in a grocery store and we were walking towards each other with our carts and I was like, hey, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm just doing some shopping. And I'm like, oh, good to see you. Gave him a hug. And then we were like, I'm like, well, I'm going to check out. And he's like, me too. And we got in line. My dad was there as well. And so I was like, dad, you never met Steven's dad. And I like introduced them and yeah, it was just kind of a cool dream. Yeah, and that's when we were living in the apartment. Yeah. We we hadn't been living together that long when that no. happened, Mm-mm. I think. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so to spin off a little bit from that, uh, the new segment we've been doing lately is doing this album oh, anniversaries yeah. thing. And uh, I'm going to go in reverse order of what I told her before we uh, started recording. Because uh, I'm going to start with an artist that my dad would have absolutely found to be a good singer-songwriter. Oh, and that's I know who that's going to be. Noah Gunderson. Yeah. Uh, my dad... My dad would have totally been all about Noah Gunderson, no doubt. Like, he, he was all about the Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan-style singer-songwriter that yeah. can actually tell a story and stuff. And Noah Gunderson is that guy that's my age that writes some real, real stories I think in he's his one songs. of our first concerts. We saw him yeah. at a small... Oh, the L Club. The L Club in Mexican Town in Detroit. Very small, very, very, very small. Yeah. Standing room only, and we saw him there, and he was really good. Yeah, so uh, his album, Ledges, is uh, eight years old now. That's a good album. I like that one. That's his first full length. He had a couple of EPs before that, but that's his first full length album. Um, and, uh, man, my dad would have dug it. I just, yeah. I know he would have dug it. Every time I listen to Noah Gunderson, especially all of the early stuff where it was very acoustic and folky. Um, very mellow. He has a yeah. very mellow vibe. Yeah. And even his newer stuff where he's added piano and stuff like that, like he's added some other sounds and stuff. He still has this very, he has the ability to capture a somber sound for if he's telling that type of story. And, man, my dad would have been fascinated with yeah. that. So Noah Gunderson this week. Um uh, one of my favorite bands, 311, released their first album, Music, in 1993 this week. So that's a big he deal. Loves, I feel like 311 fans are similar <sighs> to like Fish Heads. Oh like my gosh. Fish and 311 with their cult followings. 311's like our generation's Fish. I'll, yeah. I'll agree with you on that because yeah. like they go on tour and there's people that will go to 10 of their shows and just follow them. Uh, three eleven's great live. Which if if you've never seen three eleven, it's a great show. I have, <laughs> and you'll probably see them again. Oh, uh, but yes, music. I'm gonna tell you right now. Put music in when you're driving down the road. Put it on. Just is that from, what the album's called? The music. The album is called music. Oh, I was confused. I'm like, yeah. Just put music on while you're driving. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry to clarify. Put on three eleven's first album. Music is the title. Um. 
put that on when you start driving and just from the beginning just the snare roll the bass just oh it's such a good opening line and man it's great it's a it's just a good album um and then uh an artist that i like she's a female hip-hop artist uh queen herbie you've been listening to her a lot lately oh man i love me some queen herbie i i love hip-hop but there are not very many um there are not very many female hip-hop artists that are very intelligent with their songwriting very clever very witty with their songwriting there's a lot that do what they do for radio and she doesn't do her stuff for radio and that's what i like about her she just does it because that's what was on her mind and that's what she wrote and i man she's great i don't even know where she would fit on the radio like i asked you the other day like is she on the radio and you're like people don't even care about that anymore it's all about the downloads and the streams and i'm like you're right like that has really opened up music to not to so many more genres that you're not pigeonholed in the alt radio station the pop radio station the classic rock radio station the country radio station where she wouldn't fit on any of those even like the like hip-hop rap station she wouldn't even really fit i don't think there she would on some of her faster rap yeah stuff. but not everything like i don't um, know i think having the streams having the downloads having more platforms and more like places to showcase your music is really cool nowadays i think we're, we've yeah. got so much more range like even people like the elise trial we've talked about that does a lot of you know she does her own she does a lot of looping yeah and she starts with the guitar and then it loops and drums and all keyboards all this stuff like i don't yeah. know what station that would be on i mean you got to think ed sheeran he travels and he ch- takes a loop machine he doesn't take a yeah. band he does all his stuff the way she does, except he doesn't play drums. He makes his drum sounds off of his guitar and various different things by hitting it and making sounds yeah. and stuff like that. Um, which, man, I, both of those artists are very cool, and they do stuff very differently, but yeah. extremely talented musicians that I got a lot of respect for. But uh, Queen Herbie's EP number five is what came out this week, um, and that's a couple what, four years old now, but still very good. Her EPs are always like four or five songs. Um, man, they're just, it's good. It's quality over quantity with her. Yeah. And that's another thing I like her all. She's got like that's nine. That's what I prefer in life. She's got nine EPs and each one's only got five songs on it. And it's like I said, it's quality over quantity. And I, I dig it. Um, you got the, one more? The, I got one more in there. Uh, there's a band, uh, from, uh, 2008 called Gwen Stacy. They named themselves after Peter Parker, Spider-Man's first love in high school. Uh, Gwen Stacy, and they're a metal band. I never heard of them. I uh, was like, I don't understand what you're saying to me. Um, the name of the album is The Life I Know. Um, this album, I mean, if if you know this band, you know this album, and you know the song Gone, Gone Fishing, See You in a Year. Absolutely great. They're new metal, but, man, they are so good live. Um, and I only saw them twice, I think. Uh, but uh, that was their first album, and man, it's so good. So if you like some uh, some good metal and uh, hardcore stuff, check out Gwen Stacy if you never have. They're good. And if you don't, try Noah Gunderson. Yes, <laughs> yes. So we started at one spectrum and ended yes, at the other. Yes, as usually happens with Steven. You should be in the car with him with a, with a miscellaneous playlist going. You don't know what the heck is going to happen. <laughs> you could get, uh, you might get some Star Wars soundtrack from The Empire Strikes Back, or you could get Queen Herbie. You never know. And all I want is some classic rock when I'm on the road. So uh, we're going to have to do some 
share like some sharing of the we share stuff we share stuff mm. a lot a lot of times i hand the phone to her and say pick something yeah and that's always when i'm like not in the mood to care yeah but like when we're heading down to tennessee is when i care and he's like i made this whole thing and i'm like well great yeah and for a trip to tennessee i make a huge playlist that's literally just radio hits from all of my entire library so it's stuff that would have been on the radio, 98% of it is. Yeah, and but I got it's a couple just on your art. library. So the next time we do that, I need like a classic rock playlist that's not from your library. That's well, then like I can't from my library. I can do it. I can plug my own phone in, man. Well, you do it then. I will. Whew. Whew. That was something. Anyway. That was something right there, folks. So, yeah, what else did we do last week? Um, we went to the movies. We went to the movies for uh, the second time this year with your parents yeah. and went and saw M. Night Shyamalan's... Isn't it Shyamalan? Sh- Shyamalan, Shyamalan. I, I, I got an accent, so i probably say it wrong. No offense. I got an accent. I'll probably say it wrong. No, no offense to Mr. Knight. Um, we went to see Knock at the Cabin. Yes. Um, we're not going to spoil it. No. Oh, I thought we were going to... Are we going to spoil it? No, we're not going to spoil it. We don't have to spoil it, but I was just going to say like whether we yeah. liked it or not. Um, I'll let you go first. Okay. So I was like, eh, I don't know. Um, I'm Night Shyamalan. He either like hits it or he doesn't. I don't find that there's a lot of in-between. So a lot of... like I feel like with this movie... I don't think this is spoiling it, but like a lot of stuff happens in the beginning and then you're like, okay, well, what now? And I just felt like, I felt like I wasn't as engaged as I wanted to be. Like I was waiting for like that big twist and I'm like, all right, well, yeah, but I will say, um, it was well acted. I think the cast and the acting, everybody was really good. I would say that Batista was like surprisingly like his character, his delivery, the way he did his lines, the way his character was written was just a uh, just a bunch of contradictions from the way he looked to the way he spoke to what he was doing to who he was in real life. Everything was he was like a walking contradiction and it was just captivating. I want him to win awards. Yeah. I do. I don't want him just nominated for this movie. I want him to win an award for this movie. I don't know that he Beca- will. But... Because he is, in my opinion, extremely underrated in his acting ability. Uh, I would give him as many stars as possible for Knock at the Cabin for his acting. Yeah. As I many stars as possible. The best part was him and the little girl, Wen, yeah, was little... phenomenal and yeah. adorable. Um, I would say... I, I wouldn't not recommend it, but I wouldn't I would certainly say it is not his best work. I hmm. I mean, I would recommend uh just waiting and watching it on streaming somewhere. Or, I will say or renting it or whatever. Uh, I, I don't I for me, I like going to the theater to see things that are uh visually special effects, stunning, whether it's CGI or practical effects, I don't care. Um, but I like to see big things on the screen and I like to see big action sequences and or just big, you know, uh, well, nature scenes or whatever. Like like this movie, it's a cabin in the woods. You would think that they would have a lot more really cool wide shots of this 
forest that this cabin is in the middle of, but there really wasn't. And I was like, I, I, well, could, I could be really... watching this on my small TV. I feel like that's so, not what this movie was. And I didn't watch any trailers, and I had no idea about it. Well, what I'm trying to say is, is that for me, it's it doesn't matter what size screen you see this on. It's not going to affect the story or make it look any cooler if you watch it on a 40-inch television or if you watch it on the big screen. So I if you're if you're concerned about, oh, should I go see this at the theater? Eh, not so much. But uh, for me, the acting was great across the board. I liked all of the acting in it. Um, Agreed. Uh, I did not like the story. I just didn't. It didn't work for me. Uh, as, as a lot of his films lately in the back half of his catalog has really not worked for me. I just, it the, the for me, the story didn't land. It might land for some people. I know that yeah. you and your parents enjoyed it, and I know that you guys uh, liked the ending. I personally didn't because I was just like, oh, this just doesn't work for me. And that happened for me about halfway through the film, not for the same reasons as you, but for me, I was just like, I see where this is going, and I yeah. don't, I don't, I, the fun part about his movies in the beginning was that you didn't know where it was going till, at any point yeah, at all in the movie. Not until like the end. You look at The Sixth Sense, you look at Unbreakable, you look at Signs, you look at The Village. You didn't know where those movies were going. Well, we were going to talk. Yeah. Like, we can talk I about mean, those. But like that's after The Village, there is a there is a a valley in between his writing style, because I think he realized that people were expecting some sort of big, huge twist because those first four movies had one. Yeah. And now there's not. The first one of his movies I saw was The Sixth Sense. And I saw it in the theater and I saw it like opening weekend. So no one spoiled anything for me. And let me tell you, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Sixth Sense and are living under a rock, I had no idea he was dead. I don't think anybody did. I was like, mind is blown. And for me, I know that wasn't his first movie. Uh, actually, his first movie um, that he wrote was called Praying with Anger. And then he did something called Wide Awake. But the first wo big one was The Sixth Sense. Which, oh, I thought Unbreakable was before that. He did not direct The Sixth Sense, though. Um, his his first uh, I thought Unbreakable was before The Sixth Sense. Actually, he did reason. direct. Sorry, he did direct The Sixth Sense. That was his third movie to direct. So um, for me, like Sixth Sense was it, and it was like there is no way this guy could ever do anything to top what I just watched. So coming out of the gate like like that, you are going to have high expectations and high criticisms. I thought The Sixth Sense was fantastic. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, it's very good. It's especially good on a rewatch to realize like if what you already know at the it. end. Like yeah, I mean if you haven't already seen it, I guess uh t too late on the spoilers, oh, spoiler. but <laughs> but I mean the movie came out in 1999. We're in yeah. 2023, so hopefully you're not living under a rock and ha yeah. know, you've had a quarter of a century to watch it. Yeah. So um his second movie he directed was Unbreakable. And I just watched that. Unbreakable is my favorite movie of his, 100%. And it's not because of the comic bookness of it, but it is because of the comic bookness of it. It's it's not because it's like it's not like a Marvel or a DC film where it's, it's like, like a, a it's it's a realistic. Yeah, it's like a raw real world sort yes. of. He grounds it in a way that's just like, oh man, yeah. like what? Um, and not to mention Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson are brilliant 
yeah. at their roles, especially, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson is extremely great at playing Mr. Glass. Yeah. That is a role I feel like he was born to play. Like, he does that so well. And then what, that turned into a trilogy in... Yes. What what year, so what year did that movie come out? Um, Unbreakable came out in 2000. And, and it's he, sequel... He said he wanted to write a sequel for a long time, yeah. but he just couldn't figure out what it was. And then he wrote this movie called Split that came out in 2016. Yeah. Um, starring uh, James McAvoy. And I really wanted to watch Split. Like the psych major in me wanted to watch it. Um, and then with it being a Shyamalan, it's not grounded in full on like reality. So I had to suspend my psychology hat for a minute there talking yeah. about dissociative identity disorder. But I think you want to talk about somebody winning an award, James McAvoy going back and forth between all of his characters, whether it's a man, a woman, a young boy. Like yeah. when he does Hedwig, I'm like, how are you not a five-year-old or six-year-old boy? Yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson talked about how that, like, he thought he had seen what acting was until he sat on the set with James McAvoy for Glass. Which is the third movie in that. Is yeah. it called anything? It's called Glass. It's it's a trilogy. So okay. there's Unbreakable, Split, and Glass. I didn't know if it was called, like, something trilogy, like if it oh, had a name. I don't, I don't know if it does have a name. But Glass, uh, we just... I just watched Split and Glass at the end of last year. Yeah, and he... Basically, Samuel L. Jackson was like, that was one of the most insane things to see is him flip between 10 different characters, all literally at the drop of a hat. Now, people talk about, you know, um, people talk about Seth MacFarlane doing Family Guy, and you can watch him on numerous interviews where he flips between Stewie and Peter and Brian. Like, he just goes back and forth between these three characters, and his face changes, obviously, and stuff like that. James McAvoy, it's his whole body. Yeah. It's his face. When he when, when he goes from character to character, he moves his arms, his whole facial expression, yep. and he literally looks like a different person. And especially in Glass, because in Split, the characters usually enter the scene and leave, exit the scene as one of the characters already. Yes. So he's either the woman, the kid, the whatever. But in Glass, he's in he's like in a room and he is going through them in a moment. And there's a situation that is created in this room that kind of gives him like a, a shock, if you will. And it causes him to change his personality. Like it's a stimulate, it's a stimuli that causes a reaction out of him. So he is popping back and forth between his characters. He plays 21 char- 21 different personalities. Yeah. In glass. I don't know how this man didn't get some awards. Yeah. It is insane. It's it's a really good trilogy because it's not obviously a trilogy. Like if he never did a sequel or a third movie, you you Unbreakable stands alone. You watch Split and you have no idea how it's connected or if it's connected or why it's connected, and then you're like, oh, Yep. And then Glass is just like a culmination of all these elements that you didn't even know went together. And now you're like, wow, that's clever to put them all together. So I would recommend watching all of them in like uh, close to each other. Like, I'm glad I got I watched them all 
So we didn't, he picked it for a Sunday movie night. So I watched yep. it one week, not the next, then the sequel, not the next. So in like a month, I watched all three of them. And that was cool instead of waiting like the 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so uh, there's a huge break that I stopped watching Shyamalan movies after I watched The Happening and The Last Airbender because I thought those were absolutely atrocious films beyond beyond any sort of redemption. They were so bad. Um, and so that was in 2010. So when Split came out, I had no interest in seeing it in the theater. It got spoiled to me on how it was connected to Unbreakable. I didn't even care. I was like, I'm still not watching this movie. I don't have any interest until I met you and you were like, I want to watch it because of this. And I was like, well, if we're going to watch that, you need to watch Unbreakable. Yeah. And you were like, I've never seen Unbreakable. So we did that. But my thing and was. And I think I that, had you buy it for like when it was on sale on Apple. Yeah, I got them all for like five bucks yeah. a piece or whatever. But I didn't watch After Earth. I didn't watch the TV show Whiteward Pines. I didn't watch The Visit. I didn't watch. Um, we did see old. We did see Lady in the Water. Yep, Lady which in the Water. I remember thinking was like okay, but not like great. I liked it being like, I mean, Paul Giamatti. He's good. He can do anything. Yeah. Paul Paul Giamatti can can do anything. He's he's such a great actor. Um, I I did like the characters in that. Um, and, and I liked the setting. Like I think yeah. when you do like motel stuff you open yourself up to have a lot of like wacky characters or a lot of and he put his fair share of wacky characters in there and i think part of part of the reason people didn't like it is because it really tapped into fantasy yeah and i i enjoyed that i felt like it was definitely from the mind of a writer um, yeah. so i i enjoyed that film and the village before it i know you didn't see the village no, but i know about it uh just i mean we're talking about it but I, and we've talked before my dad liked The Village. I went back to the... So you watch The Village, and then during the credits, they show you a bunch of photos and stuff that explains the ending. Yeah. And it's so funny because my dad noticed within minutes... Of it, of the during the movie, not at the yes. end, but like from his carpentry background. Yes. Yeah. He noticed within minutes what was going on. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And he's like, no. Like, and we went back and yeah. like, wa like watched the first couple of minutes or whatever. And he's like, this is when I knew because it saw this. And I was like, well, they, sh what? That's well, funny. Yeah. So like. Um, it's also the type of person that watches the movie. Do you watch, are you just fascinated by the middle or does your eye wander the whole screen when you're watching something? Yeah. Are you taking it all in? I will say um, one movie we did not mention was Signs. Yes. And I thought Signs was fantastic. I right from the beginning with the music and the way the credits look, you know he watched Alfred Hitchcock as a kid. Signs was so good. I remember watching Signs with my mom, and my mom <laughs> was like scared, so she's like watching through her hands, and I I was like, oh my gosh, when the aliens like on the roof, it's like shadow, you can see it, and she's like, I don't see it. Where is it? So I rewound it for her. And she's like watching through her fingers. I don't see it. Where is it? So I rewound it for her again. And then she still didn't see it. So I paused it. I stood up. I got up. I went to the TV and I circled it with my finger. And she's like, oh, my God, there it is. And I'm like, I think it loses a little something on the third rewind and the circling of it. So you should probably not be so scared anymore. <laughs> but I thought that movie was really good. And it was very like uh, it had a lot of those ominous, heavy, quiet scenes yep. that 
were really cool. I, I in particular, because uh, I'm not a huge fan of his, um, but I liked uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. I thought he was brilliant in that yeah. movie. It's the only movie I've watched of his where I was like, I like his acting. Like, yeah. I didn't, I, I've seen a lot of his movies and he's not somebody that I'm a huge fan of, but that movie, I, he is fantastic yeah. in that movie. Like him and Mel Gibson play off each other really well. So does Abigail Braslin. She's yeah. a little kid, but she's super cute. Yeah. Um, and they all play off each other so well together. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I enjoyed that movie a lot. I will say too, in 2019, I believe it was, he came out with a show on Apple TV called Servant. Yep. And I mean, that show was up my alley hardcore. I stayed up till like two in the morning binging that first like season because it was so freaking good. And then season two, nothing happened. Nothing happened relevant to the giant storyline in season one that I don't know how they didn't conclude it yet. And I think we watched all of season two and then I didn't watch season three and I'm not going to watch season four. And it just really went downhill really quick. And it's going to end with season four. I read that today. Maybe I'll finish um, it one day. But everything they did in season one, it was it was psych- the psychology of it. It was purely psychological. And then in season two, they made it be more like mystical. I don't know what it is now. But for me, I was like, this is purely psychological. This is a mind F. This is like so crazy. And I love that. Like, you can do so much with just your actual mind without going the supernatural. And I really thought he was going to do that, and I really liked it. So the interesting thing for me is that you said uh, a lot happened in the first season, and then in the second season, nothing happened. I felt like halfway through the first episode after that, nothing happened. I hated that show with a passion. Even season one? Hated it. Oh, I didn't know that. I hated every second of it. I could not stay. I did not want to watch any more of that show. But I watched it because we've watched things together that not necessarily the other person wants to watch. I'm I'm the other I'm, not, I'm yeah. the not necessarily other person. So, uh, but I watched it with you, and I literally after season two, I was like, I cannot I cannot do any more of this. I'm going out of no, my mind. This I is a complete either. waste of my time. Uh, I hated the show, so I, it it never worked for me at all whatsoever. There was so much built in drama that was unnecessary and did not feel realistic to me between the humans. Yeah. Um. That I, I I just could I couldn't take it. So that show well, did not work for I me. Would say and that was another reason why I didn't want to go back and watch a lot of yeah. other movies that I missed because I remembered how frustrated I was when I watched uh, The Happening and when I well, watched The Last Airbender, which I did not watch the animated series for The Last Airbender. And the majority of people that watched that hated the live action movie and how bad it was. Um, I've still never watched the animated series because I got to be honest with you. I watched that movie and I was like, I'm not interested in it, any of this type of story at all. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, maybe one day I'll watch the animated if it's on streaming somewhere. Maybe. Well, um, I will say I do like animation. I do like anime. I do like that kind of stuff because I, I mean, I loved watching. Um, uh, just recently going through Samurai Jack. I love that kind of stuff. Um, but man, that live action was just, I was sitting in the theater two minutes in going, this is what, this is what they put out. Like I, 
I mean, I paid for this. I'm going to sit here, but God, this acting is awful. The lines are terrible. Like, what is this? Well, I would say moral of the Shyamalan story is signs, sixth sense, and the Unbreakable Split Glass trilogy are recommended. Uh, I would also recommend uh, The Village. Okay, The Village. I liked The Village a I, lot. I w- even though I know what happens, I still think I'd kind of like to watch it just to see how it's done. I mean, The Village has Sigourney Weaver, William Hurt, Bryce Dallas it, Howard. Because she's Lady in the Water, too. Yeah. Um, Adrian Brody. um, uh phoenix is in it uh brandon deals uh wow can't say his name right brendan gleason mm-hmm. uh cherry jones like they have a judy greer they have yeah, a great a cast. great cast um we've we've gone back and forth on if we want to watch old so if anyone's seen old and see and here's what we like and don't like about m night let us know if we should watch old i mean i, I just I feel like if when we started seeing trailers for old, I was like, I'm it's just, I might, it's gonna be disappointing. I might be having my fill of people being on a beach going through trauma though <laughs> as I'm watching Lost. So it's kinda hard to watch anything else after watching Lost because they do it so well. Yeah, we need to wrap up this episode. Maybe we can get a Oh, get that get maybe. that finale for season maybe. one. Maybe. All right, all right. Um, did we have anything else to cover listed in our notes? I, I think don't we're think good. we did. Um, so uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> that is that's crossing a line right there. It's crossing a line. Ricky, keep it between the ditches. That's crossing a line. Uh, man, he tells me every week what he cracks up about, so I just know he's laughing right now. Um, so, anyways. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, WordPress, Tumblr, if we can just say. Uh, you can find us uh, under that in all those locations. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, yeah, rate us, comment. Um, text us. Uh, let us know you're listening or tell yeah. us something that was funny. Or if you got more questions and want to know more stuff, cool. Uh, comment on our post. It'd be great. So just uh, we love interacting with you guys. We like yeah. hearing the feedback. It's it's, it's really cool. Um We enjoy it, so I believe that's all we can say this week. Bye, y'all. Testing one, two. Testing my patience. Get your stuff together. Anyways, you have no patience to begin with, so it doesn't matter. For Soph, I do. She's the only thing that matters. Barely have any patience for her. Good day to you. Barely have patience for her.